0: Welcome to Hong Kong Business Owners, I'm Carmen, founder of this podcast that shares inspiring stories from entrepreneurs based in Hong Kong. Whether you created your own business, thinking about doing so, or simply curious to discover business creation stories, you'll get to listen to unique business owners journeys, to learn what it takes to start a company, what the keys to success are, how to apprehend failures and challenges, and what to keep in mind when developing your own business. I hope each episode will inspire you and guide you in your current or future projects. Today, in the first episode of Hong Kong Business Owners, I welcome Alexandra, founder of two businesses. The first one is Monogic, an agency that provides digital marketing communication solutions for actors of the F&B industry, such as restaurants, bars, and food businesses. And the second one is Engagement, an app for food influencers and bloggers to get exclusive invitations to tastings. Hi, Alexandra. Welcome. How are you today?
1: I'm great. Thank you, Carmen. Nice to meet you.
0: Nice to meet you too. So you're 27. You're from Hong Kong, where you're currently living. You come from a supporting family where entrepreneurship is very present. Your family has a special place in your life. They help you and guide you professionally. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, that, that's correct. Um, uh, my family's um, mostly entrepreneurs. Um, some of them owning like, small businesses, like my mom. She owns a beauty salon in a place called Cullen City where she start, actually start her career when she was 50. Where um, I'm, I have two older brothers. One of my brother is a real estate agent and he has like four real estate companies. And since I was young I've been inspiring by them and they're always giving me a lot of entrepreneurial ideas and giving me all the supports um, when I was just started monogic uh, I felt like entrepreneurial journey would be more about the business all about the businesses all about the idea all about the concepts but when I started the business I realized there's so many work behind it you basically when you first started you actually need to be like and all in one person, like from accountant to admin or to HR and everything. And back then my, my family gave me a lot of support on that, now, not for the money side, but more for the like, knowledge side and what they learn in life or on being an entrepreneur, and give me so many knowledges that I you know, I wouldn't find online, for example. So yeah.:
0: So in your family, you have this entrepreneurial spirit and did your mom give you any advice or do you think also having models like role models helped you going towards that direction
1: i would say uh my lifetime idol is always my mom um not saying it because everyone's saying saying that it's more like uh, on an entrepreneurial journey on you know like how to deal with life and how to deal with changes how to accept challenges i always think uh, because i'm her daughter right i always like my personality is just like her Uh, but seeing how she you know supporting the family and being a successful entrepreneur herself from an age of 50 i think it's very impressive maybe a bit background on how she started that
0: um it's quite late to start a business where well, there's no age to start a business, but it's true that it's not very common.
1: Yeah, I mean, when she was young, she started a few businesses, like just like some small businesses were before getting married with my dad. Uh, And then since then, she's been being a housewife, taking care of me and my brothers. Uh, And afterwards, during 2003, where everyone is like quite a hard time for Hong Kong as well, when my dad also struggled a little bit. And what happened? So two thousand three is the time of SARS. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah. So oh. and then also, and financially, it went really badly. My dad used to um actually manufacture for Ted Baker, and okay. uh, bags and doing like many handbags and uh, only in a few factories. But then unfortunately have to close down quite a few. But given my mom did not in the workforce for years, the first thing she decided to do is just go and start learning to go to different classes, start learning massages, all the all the things that essential for beauty salon. And then she just moved to Kailin city with, my, with the family and just start something when she's 50. Now I think about that, it's pretty impressive, right? Because when you're older, I would like to think that I start business younger, but when you're older, you have a lot more responsibilities. You also have your kids, you have a lot responsibility on you that actually might hold you back. But she didn't think much about it. She just go and do it, and just do her best to support the family. And I think, uh, I think that attitude and that mindset is very strong. Given that um, she probably never like exposed to that many like 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 nowadays. I've always feel like young people are very lucky because of internet. You always can learn something on YouTube, you can learn something on Google very easily. Now you even have ChatGPT and everything, right? But Back then it's just it's just my mom thinking about this by herself and she decided to do it. So when I started my own journey, uh the first one I asked about uh if I should start as my mom. Um I think I think a big background on how we started Monogic was uh I was working at a hospitality group back then. To be very honest, after the journey working at the hospitality group, I'm not particularly happy because um, it was it was during COVID, it was a time where, you know, everyone is not really stable. And when you're studying in university or in the education system in general, people always say, oh, you know, you need to study well, get a nice uh, bachelor degree, and then you will find a great, uh, stable job.
0: You didn't know at that time that you wanted to run your own business. So you studied and you took you know the path that was very common so when did you know that you wanted to create your own business
1: I think I always wanted to do something inspired by my mom and by my brothers I always want to you know start something businesses but I didn't expect would be at my 20s so but when do you
0: think this would happen
1: I always have a mindset that you know like maybe I work for a few years and actually gain all the experience and fund to start the businesses maybe when I'm 30. I didn't think like on my 30s where I'm a bit maybe more financially stable back then. But then I didn't I didn't think about starting business during COVID, especially because it's a really unstable time where no one knows what's happened next. But when I was young, just a, just something fun that I thought of. When I was like maybe around 16, 17, where Instagram started getting very popular. And I told my mom, you know, I want to do something like online store or something. And, you know, at I feel, I feel like usual other parents probably would say like, no, you should focus on your study and stuff. But instead, now I think about that, my mom actually used her own experience to teach me how to be a business owner. She uh, When I told her I want to open a an online boutique shop to sell some clothes. The first thing she did is she showed, she brought me to a place in in side where they manufacture clothes. She helped me to like to pick the products and then using my pocket money to buy those clothes and then teach me how to calculate the profit, the margin. So this is our little activity when I was a kid. So growing up, I learned a lot from there. Although, like, honestly, it's not a successful business. It's just like an online store. But
0: it was a good opportunity to actually learn something.
1: Yeah, yeah. It it was quite funny because I was like Googling this uh, little boutique shop i open i still can find it on instagram because i forgot the password i don't know how to delete it but <laughs> but it's quite fun to see like oh when i was 60 17 my mom actually like teach me how to do these things and always her support is not coming from financially i mean i mean if if you're asking all parents they would do their best to help but i think my personality is just like her i never want help Financially, I think I can do it by myself. But in instead, on on the spirit side, mindset and men, uh, mentally supporting me, it's it's been really, really like she's been really supportive. And I I remember when I first started something at COVID, I was so scared. I I I really don't know what like what would happen next. And it was a very difficult time for uh for F and B businesses, where your full time job you probably would get like salary cut you will ask for no pay leave and many people were so shocked that I decided to quit at that point but it's all because one thing that my mom said she said like if you failed so what you still have a bed at home so it's okay then do it again until you succeed so after hearing that I feel like no matter what is it's good to try even it's not something I pictured myself would do when I was in my 20s and i also I have a very good mindset at that point, apart from my mom, I also have my partner who support us uh, and we started this business together and I always feel like because because we're a couple and we started a business together, we always have each other's back, so when we're doing things, even it's more challenging and even it's more you know date that let people will think it's more dangerous or ambitious always have each other to bounce off ideas and support each other is it's also another reason why i'm not as scared when starting business during covid
0: Mm. so one of the key things is to be surrounded with people that support you
1: yeah and with the right mindset Mm. i think
0: and what made you quit your job because you were working in the f&b industry Mm. so in the corporate world right
1: um, I work. I work in uh, like some global agencies before. I think that is like truly really corporate. But I would say, F and B is a very creative place, and that's why I, I wanted to be that be in this industry from the very first place. Uh, I work in a few uh, restaurants bars before. Took some freelance work during my university because I was having a very strong focus on the social media side before, and then afterwards I joined J Group. I think jar group is a very great uh, hospitality group where they have many like many established restaurants and some michelin restaurants as well and i find it really fascinating because um i always feel like running restaurants is a thing but running a concept is another thing and i think jar group did very well on that part uh in terms of corporate style i think yeah i would say it's a it's, it's still corporate style given that it's a listed company right but um but at the same time, it's also allowed some creativity. And I think because of the industry nature, F&B won't be too corporate. It, it have a business um, model. It, it's, it's a day-to-day work. But at the same time, it also allowed a lot of flexibility on being creative and have to be quite competitive as well.
0: I would like to go back to why you chose to work in the F&B industry. Mm-hmm. Because you were saying it's very creative, but is there any other reasons why you wanted to work in that domain?
1: Um, It actually started when I was in university. One of the biggest reason is because of my cousin. My cousin is um, Asia's first F&B designer. uh, And I think I always really admire her and I think she's very inspiring. We grew up together, she's a bit older than me uh i remember when i first uh, went to university i still don't know what i'm doing and you know when we we're young we love partying and stuff <laughs> my cousin brought me to a very uh, nice event that done by black sheep restaurants actually later on i told the, the owner of black sheep restaurant i that's the exact reason why i joined fmb i remember it's um it's a restaurant called austria marcia at Wan chai the Flemings. it's the opening party it's one of the coolest thing I've ever seen They what they did is like they did the launch with the hotel and then they make a whole night of an event to invite many people and offering like the whole experience with amazing canopies, with nice drinks and hosting the guests. It's the first time I'm seeing how people actually curate the experience and seeing the people behind this experience, like curating this experience and i found it very truly fascinating and since then i decided to be like my cousin to join f&b industry you know, just be part of it and be the person that actually curating the experience for others. And actually until today, it is something that I feel like having the biggest sense of fulfillment. Whenever we make any activities, we do any like at four hands dinner, for example, seeing how the guests are feeling and seeing them experience the experience we create. Is the most uh, satisfying. In short, I'm just following my cousin's path, but she's going on the design route. I'm going on the marketing route, and I think until today she is still working with the F&B industry. So I think that's actually one of my biggest inspiration. And since then, I found my passion then, there. And I always tell people. I think people sometimes uh, either our colleagues or our friends, my my friends, will ask like, why Why exactly you know that you will be in that industry? And I think my answer was quite straightforward and simple is I just cannot picture myself in any other industry. I just cannot picture my life in any other industry. And I think that's a true calling and that's exactly why I know I love F and
0: Inspiring. So then what made you start your business? What was the first step? Yeah, how did it go?
1: I can dive in a bit on like why I've, I don't sure. feel like um, working at the hospitality group. Like it, it's like a point that where I feel like I should leave. Um, I I think I briefly mentioned to you before on that as well, which is I think the industry is is truly great, but maybe maybe I o- always want to create a great work environment for myself and for the people I care and for the talents I care. Mm. And then and then back then at COVID, I think. It's not a very stable times. It's a cha- very challenging time for F&B. So I just feel like if, if it's a very challenging time, if it's a time where no one feels stable, why don't I just do something that I don't feel stable as well, but I really passionate and enjoy. So I have this idea popped up and told my partner, Kieran, and I said, oh, you know what? Why, why don't we just start something because it's going to be challenging for the next year anyway. Why don't we just do it? The worst is we failed, but... It's better than failing doing something you don't like, right? At least you're doing something you're enjoying. Yeah,
0: and you learn something yeah. at the end.
1: And I actually that's like follow what my mom said as well because when I was young, my, my online businesses never worked but then at least I learned and have some knowledge gained from there.
0: That's very bold. To start a business at this unprecedented time, everybody was very insecure. The atmosphere was fearful. People were more challenged with what was happening. And we had no long-term vision at that time during COVID. But anyway, you wanted to start your business at that time. So that's brave.
1: (laughs) yeah, but I always feel like having the right person and having people around you with the right mindset is very important because I can picture for some people maybe they want to start a business too, but maybe if they're family or maybe if their' partner, they're not supportive to that person and maybe they will immediately oh yeah, I know that's oh, that's a dumb idea. I'm not gonna do it. But instead, uh, when I told my uh, now fiance about this, He gave his unconditional support. He just said, okay, go on, like, quit your job and do it. I will work as a full-time to support financially. You start first and I'll come later. And turns out, like...
0: So so this was your plan, sorry. Sorry. This was your plan from the beginning to end up working together with your fiancé?
1: So the plan was we want to work together and have the business and both, like, being the co-founders. We are both the co-founders. And... Financially, we still need the fund to start, and you know, at that point, it's a very difficult time to to live as well. Like to make sure I have a stable income. So when I first started, I was telling him I give all my savings out, and then I just quit my job. Which I think about that is actually quite scary to do something like that. But yeah. but I just did it anyway. And I reason why I'm not really worried is like my fiance decided to work full time for now until we are ready, we will work like full-time together and I was feeling quite bad for him because he is not only doing his full-time job but also part-timing doing what Monogic was doing so he's basically taking two jobs at once but that's why I promised myself okay I need to make this company run faster and faster to a point where i like to grow to a point where we both can do it full-time and luckily we get it done within five to six months. He quit wow. his job within six months where we start full-time running these companies together.
0: That's super quick.
1: I feel like it's a great motivation for me as well. Like I just really want to work together every day. And I, of course, I think he liked his like, a previous job as well. I just feel like I would rather he do something together with me to have to make our dreams or goals come true together.
0: One quick question. Why did you decide to call your agency Monotic?
1: That's actually a really good question. Um, it's actually from a brand generator on Google. As oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh Both uh, not a really good uh, person naming stuff. So we uh, we were thinking, why don't we just like search name generator, like you know those AI name generator, and type our vision, and they give out a name, and then we can just put back the meaning on it so now we call mono means one logic means the data behind all the marketing work but in fact it's actually a google generating the like the brand name and i was thinking it's quite actually it's quite nice yeah it sounds like yeah. a good name yeah but it's quite funny because like none of us know how it actually being pronounced because they just generate the the name right so we always hear different kind of versions sometimes our client call it monologic sometimes our client call it monologic they give many <laughs> names but then yeah that's us
0: A burning question mm-hmm. how is it to work with your partner
1: i think working with him actually making our relationship better i think many people or friends sometimes they ask oh don't you guys like argue a lot if you work together would it affect your relationship i think that's actually in fact helping our relationship because we we share the exact same goals we are very similar we are as ambitious as creative i would say and I think it just make our relationship better and better and make us more aligned to our value and how we want our life together Um, i have a very interesting conversation with him when we back in uk uh, last week he was saying it's very funny because all of our conversation is always about the future how we want to build our business how we can grow our business and how we want to build for our life and i think it's really great because we are always looking for the goals and always having the same goals And want to achieve it together so i think actually it will be a very positive answer i think it makes us better and greater
0: it's interesting because i what i heard a lot is people saying that they started a business with their friends Mm. even partner but many people start a business with their best friend and it and usually it turns out to be a bad idea Mm. and they end up arguing, splitting, arguing, yeah. or ending the business. Mm. So it's very refreshing to hear that it can also be different.
1: I always say the same thing when it comes to friends. I say, okay, well, you, you are friends doesn't mean you work well together. Work style can be very different but i i also thought about that as well uh, i mean our personalities are very similar but also there are some times that we, we think differently well but we always uh, talk really openly about that and i think till the end of the day our goal is to build a life together and i would say it's more like a family business so when we see each other as family when we having the same goal same interests, i think i think that actually helped us bond a lot better and I think when you have different business partners, sometimes we are all human, we will think something differently or we will have different goals to the business. But for us, because we see it as a family business, I think we just have one goal is to make it stronger. So I think because we're sharing the same idea and value, it helped the company to grow faster and more efficiently as well.
0: And what would you say is one of the key ingredients to make it work? Is it communications or is it vision? From what you learned, are there ingredients that are very important and crucial to make it work?
1: I think if I have to pick one is to be honest, because like if you're not communicate honestly and openly, I think when it comes to business, we have the same goal. We want to achieve something better for the industry. But till the end of the day, it's also your job, right? So you also want to support yourself. You want to support your family, your life. I think when it comes to the business decision, just be honest with each other what you actually want to achieve. I found, I found sometimes when I hear from friends where they failing the businesses, usually they have a completely different idea on what they want to achieve at their business. Sometimes maybe they just want to build a business for a few years and sell it, but their partner probably really want to grow it into bigger companies. And then, but if you don't communicate with them openly and honestly at first, it will just roll bigger and bigger. It's just a snowball effect. If it doesn't look like a big deal now, but when you're a business with a team of 10, team of 20, then it, it suddenly this problem become really big and eventually it just doesn't work out. I actually think working with uh, business partners that you know in person, would be a bit better because you have a chance to be even more honest and open up before you're starting something. So I think honesty Mm. is is very important.
0: And talking about the people you're working with, I would like to talk more about your teams Mm. and how you manage your team. What vision do you share with them? What values also? Are the values important in your management? How do you split management with your fiancé? How does that work?
1: So when it comes to the team or when it comes to monologic team culture, the first thing which is our core value is uh, make f and a better place. I always believe um, a restaurant, food or drinks is a common language for the world where there's no like barrier on language or culture. It's just shared like through food.
0: Do you have an international team?
1: Yeah, we, we do we do have uh, team members com- going uh, coming from different uh, cities and based in different cities as well. Um, but Where, I, sorry, no worries. Where are they based? So uh, some are based in London. One one of our uh, our colleagues are based in Philippines at the moment, and we are also opening our second office in Singapore in October.
0: Oh, good news. Because your office is in Hong Kong. Yeah,
1: Yeah, based in Hong Kong. But about the team culture, I think the main thing and we always communicate with the team is it's not only about the day-to-day job, but also about our end goal is to make restaurants a, a greater place and create a great experience for people. For me, I truly believe in the importance of talents. And I think having good talents means having a great team having a great team means your, your business will grow better and greater i think in general in in hong kong when i was working with uh, at other agencies i do have some like you know reflection of okay why i don't enjoy working at the place why i th- what i think it can, we can do better for let's say hong kong work culture in general and uh Both Kiran and I have these kind of thoughts as well. And then we we put that in place. And I think the most important part is we need to value uh, each of our team members. The team culture is about talents. Because nowadays in Hong Kong, it's quite difficult to find good talents. Uh, Why? Because, um, you know, some people immigrate for the past few years, I think. And I think actually Gen Z, they have a very different mindset to us I technically in between millennials and Gen Z by the way but Mm -hmm. I would think my mindset is similar to millennials Um, they care about a lot about work-life balance a lot flexibility and I think after COVID people see the possibility of being flexible like you can have many different opportunities and having internet like digital growing that also make people think that okay I actually can do a few jobs at once what makes me want to you know work in a full-time job
0: I think COVID made us reflect a lot on the way we work. Mm. So we can see a lot of companies worldwide developing, you know, more flexible jobs, also remote positions. Mm. Some people discover how to work remotely. So I think, you know, it changed a lot our conception of working and also our relationship to our job. Now our job need to fit our needs and personal life. And this is also what I think Gen Z is expecting
1: from a, a company. Yeah, so uh, you you just asked me about how we separate our work with, with my partner. Kieran is a very um, technical and logical person where he handle a lot on the back ends and on the on the numbers. At the same time he's also a very great person in terms of business development but externally where he build partnerships with people, connects with people and you know helping the business grow. Um on my side I would say I'm more the operation person to manage the team. So yeah. for me one of my biggest goals is apart from make sure that like, you know, the team deliver great work, I think what I care about is how they feel when they're working at Monologic. Because uh, Karen and I have a, a goal where we want to build a greater community, we want to be in the community and help our clients to you know, to create great experiences. But I really I wanna make sure that this is communicate to the team and I think most importantly you mentioned something about um, you know flexibility and nowadays people not only care about um, I mean that is not only for Gen Z I think after COVID in general people re- rethink how they want their life to be or they think about oh I actually can work from home I actually can balance my life a bit more and I think that's also a big consideration I have when it comes to creating the work I mentioned something I really like to create experience for for F&B but I also like to create experience for my team as well because when it comes to seeing a strong candidate a strong talent nowadays just having a competitive salary not necessarily attracting them because if you're doing something that you hate every single day you get paid a lot it doesn't mean anything i mean you can do it for a few years yeah. but then after a few years you will feel miserable
0: yeah so people need more meaning to yeah. what they do
1: yeah given that in your life work actually have a very high you know portion right so i i feel the same and i never want our team just work for work i want them to work and at the same time truly know what their work mean and i always encourage the team to go to the restaurants or um, when when our client win an award i always always invite them to to go together because it's very important to see what your work actually contribute to the industry and contribute to the client and to the business and i still remember um when we were ha- still having a small team of four, we work with our client uh, called La Paloma. Um, we, we work closely with Alex Faggers which, which we're still working with him at mm-hmm. the moment. He's one of our beloved clients. I still remember the first um, like four hands dinner called Hot Wednesday. I'm sorry, update background. La Paloma is a Spanish restaurant in Saing and and um, we worked with him since COVID at the very serious time of COVID, but uh, Alex chose to believe in us and I'm still really grateful about that. He was thinking about doing, working with chef's friends and make a giant paella together, but it's a fusion paella. Hmm. And I think that's a very cool idea. And then we start making it a bigger idea where we do it every month, every two weeks. Making it a, as an event, and also work closely on the PR marketing side to create an integrated campaigns. When our team first time going to uh, this event, going to La Paloma, seeing how the customer react to it, like taking pictures of it, really amazed by this big pile and having a great time. It just made me so touched, and I just telling Kieran, I said, you know, this is something we want to do in life because you are not only just doing something for money, you are doing something for the thing you truly care and love and you're creating something for people and working every single day, not only for money but also for passion, doing something you truly like, but also like supporting yourself financially, I think it's just like dream come true for me and I really hope uh, our team will feel the same as well and I'm not just saying it for saying it. having them to participate more in the industry events, participate in, in the company's strategies a lot more make them engage with it more. And I think this truly will, you know, make great use of their talents as well. I think that's how we shape our work culture.
0: Does La Paloma still host those events?
1: Well, we actually just finished hosting uh, the last series, which is, I think, a few weeks ago. We are doing next round uh, from September. I'm very excited for it.
0: So you talked about your teams that you involve them in the strategy. Mm. That's interesting. And I wanted to ask you a question about that. How do you shape your vision and your long-term objectives?
1: Well, I feel like Monodra is a really fast growing company where we constantly having a lot of new opportunities now. I would say in the long-term goal is, I mean, in short, our long-term goal is want to be an international agency. We're focusing on restaurant only, F&B only. But at the same time, we also have a lot of perspective that's happening. Uh, for example, Kieran has uh, is actually closely developing um, AI restaurant system called Dining.io where I also have another business called Engagement, where it's actually connecting influencers and more engaging on the influencers' marketing. And when we're doing things like uh, like different things and happenings, we always share with the team and brainstorm together. Um, even, let's say, I remember at the, when we're building the restaurant system with Kieran, it's like I quite different aspects from what we're doing in the marketing and PR. As I, I, would, I would like to think that the AI system is more like on the tech side. I remember Kieran do a presentation to them and to ask them what is their opinion, how they feel before we do this interview with Science Park. And they gave some truly great feedback. The reason why I always think we should uh, think of the strategy and brainstorm together as a team, not just coming from Kieran and I, is because I think, you know, first great mind think together and when we think together I I always feel that like we can bounce off something better. Like for example, a tech system. Maybe it What works. does it
0: consist of, the AI system? Oh,
1: so in, in it's like um it's a it's a restaurant it's a restaurant POS and reservation system but we are putting AI elements and big data elements in it. We want to make sure that uh, our client can use this system to curate great uh, restaurant experience for customers. For example, to get to understand per client house, their dining pattern, perhaps they are vegetarian. If they are vegetarian, they come the first time, they told you, uh, I'm a vegetarian. But then when they come second time, third time, if they every single time they need to explain to you, I don't think they will have a great experience. But at a truly great restaurant concept and a great uh, operated restaurants, I think customers tend to have a feeling that they're feeling very special. Uh, perhaps the team remember their name, remember what they like, suggest what they like. And we want this system able to help our clients to do that. Another reason why we've uh, inspired to do this system is... Um, I think F&B industry have a pretty serious talent shortage the past few years. And we're hoping using technologies can help our clients to get their operation work done a lot more effectively and get their training a lot more, yeah, a lot more effectively as well.
0: It seems that from what I heard, always be learning and be surrounded with the right people. Also, seems that you really believe in people. You've been given by your family and you give back to your team and fiance. That's very inspiring to me. So I'd like to end this episode asking you, do you have any tips or any learnings that you would like to share with either current entrepreneurs or also maybe aspiring ones that may be fearful to launch their own business?
1: I think there's a few things, right? I think con- if we're connecting by what we talk about, um, like f- like for example, my mom said before and I always put in my heart is what is the worst thing that would happen if you failed? Is you failed and you do it again. But I, will, I would like to add from that is but if you never try, you will always just dream about it. Like you never try to do something about your dream, then it's always just a dream. But if you try to do something about it, that's a goal, that's not a dream. That's very important is to try. I'm not saying to try with all of your costs and everything. I mean, carefully to test out the idea. But at the same time, I I found sometimes I hear what from my friends and from people I know say, Oh, I really want to do something. I want to start something. And then always my first question is, okay, when are you going to start them? like what is your what is your plan like really step out of your comfort zone to try it is a very important part and i think another part is always add values to yourself but i actually really love reading i I actually read every single week uh kieran and i have a a thing we call a book club we always just bring our books and sit somewhere to read and learn and i think now internet have because of internet unlike my mom or my older brother's time you actually have so so many things you can learn on let's say YouTube on Google if you really try to search for it and I think all this knowledge are very new and trending for example uh, Instagram have a thing called threads Mm -hmm. and it's very new but if you search online you already can find more than million search results on people talking about it what you can, um, ben- like you can learn from it. How you can do better, uh, using this platform on business or for yourself. And then I think p- sometimes people just like thinking, oh, I want to do something. I want to do something. But actually, if you go on online and find something to learn about it every single day, take fifteen minutes to twenty minutes to learn about it. I think in you won't see a difference at first, but maybe in a month in a year you will see a very great difference of yourself learning something different and become a very um you keep adding value to yourself and become a very knowledgeable person eventually Mm. and i think that's something that's quite important is to add value every day for yourself and every day be a better version of yourself and instead of compare with others and feel insecure about it you should compare with yourself so i always ask myself before I sleep okay did I do something better today did I do something that's not good today that I need to be better tomorrow and I think comparing with yourself and make yourself a better person is the most important goal not just for business but in life
0: wow well how did you get this mindset because you're still very young you're 27 and this is a very mature mindset so how come do you have this vision of life
1: I think, I think actually that's a very very good question because um, I don't have this mindset before a life-changing experience. Uh, back then when it's 20, 2017, I was, I think I was 21 years old, 21 or 22. So uh, I, was, I, was stu- I studied in France for a while and then like all young people, <laughs> travel around Europe without telling my family. So I went with my friends. Um, it was all great the entire time, but then until the last bit, I w- I went to Barcelona, and unfortunately, uh, we uh, we encountered a terrorist attack where I broke my two legs. Oh <gasps> wow!
0: Yeah. Oh really?
1: Yeah, and and then where was it? Is it was at uh, Barcelona. Um, it's like one of their main avenue, and where
0: I was in the street.
1: Yeah, I think it's Isis. They have a um, van they just drive through the whole route and like have car crash. Oh. And I was in the market where everyone tried to run into the market and when I heard this sound it's already too late. I already get stepped by a person. But and back then because of the adrenaline, you really won't feel anything about it. You just thought I just thought I stepped on like glass or something. Um I think I'm almost if my friend didn't pick me up, like she was a lot thinner than me but she tried to pick me up if she didn't do that i think i will probably die <gasps>
0: yeah
1: and well, that's
0: yeah. you were talking about a life-changing experience that traumatizing
1: yeah it's i think until today when i when i think about that I still like feel quite yeah scary if, if, we, if we think about it but what makes me really remember like very well is i remember i was hiding in the toilet because i don't know what's happening and i don't know when is the safe time to go to to leave to like to leave this situation so i was hiding with my friend first thing i do is i text my mom and told her i love her and then she was so shocked. i thought you're in paris why are you here <laughs> but i think i think the thing the thing you did at that point is like probably your biggest regret right i i regret at that point is i didn't give back my mom spent so much time to raise us and love and care but if I died at that point, I really won't be able to give back and to tell her I love her and i and then at that point, it's a wake up call for me because I don't want my life to have this kind of regret anymore at that moment i always i really think I'm gonna die, so I think well, wow, there's so many regret in my life. I was back then still like partying all the time, just having fun with friends just going to, you know, drinking and, you know, partying. But that doesn't mean much in life because that's just entertainment. But I never actually achieved much. And I think that's a very big wake-up call for me where I, I know that from there, if I'm going to be fine after this incident, I'm ju- I told myself I need to be a better person every single day.
0: So you made a commitment to yourself.
1: Yeah, and I think my biggest motivation is I want to take care of my family. I don't want my mom to worry about me anymore. And I want to achieve something like in life where when I'm older, I won't regret about it. And... Aligning with my passion to F&B, I really want to achieve something in this industry and become helping the industry to make greater experience for people where when I'm older and when I think it back, I still remember, you know, I still remember the big pilotage event I made with Alex Vargas, right? So I want to make sure that I not only doing great for myself, but also doing great for people I love and also have a great achievement in life, I would say.
0: Very powerful story. Thank you. thank you. Well, we'll finish on that. Uh, thank you very much. It was a pleasure to have you on the podcast. I hope you enjoyed the conversation.
1: Thank you so much, Carmen. I have thank you. Exp-
0: this was the very first episode. Um, so I'm excited. And thanks to you who are listening. If you want to find out more about Monogic and engagement, you'll find the links to the website and social media and app in the description of the episode. I hope you're inspired by today's business story and if you're thinking about running your own business, you might now be one step closer to doing it. See you in two weeks to meet a new Hong Kong business owner and don't forget to leave five stars to support me. Bye.